Hey, I'm Julian Elijah Martinez. And I am Colin J. Harden. And you are listening to the Episode 1 Show. And we are two creatives, two fledgling writers, two producers, uh, podcasters, and creatives who really want to learn how to write. So we started this podcast. The Episode 1 Podcast is about pilot episodes of television. We believe that the pilot episodes is the most important episode. It's the foundation of all the series. So it's really important to be able to analyze it, reverse engineer it, find some of those key important elements of it so we can kind of insert that into our writing. So that's what this is about. And also just sharing it with other people, uh, building a, a community around this. So uh, let's get into it. Let's get yeah, into and the we, episode. And this is our first podcast with a guest. We have a wonderful guest, yes. my friend, uh, my one of my schoolmates, the phenomenal actor, writer, voiceover artist, Sean Boyce Johnson. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah, man. How thank you, you for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, can, y'all, I know you and Elijah know each other a little bit better. So, you might, um, I'm curious about y'all's friendship. How did it come to be? Where where did you guys meet? All that kind of stuff. If, you, if you're if you're willing to share on the pod. Well, we met at the Yale School of Trauma. <laughs> the Yale but, School of Divorce. <laughs> right, right. But you, I don't know if you remember, you worked my audition. I did? Yes. And and first of all, I went my sec the second time I auditioned for that place, the, the, everybody that was working was black. We and I was like, oh purpose. wow. Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was you, Seanette, Atu, Yaya. Yeah. Else. They did know. that on purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just put all <laughs> y'all in one space. And I was like, oh wow, there's space for me here. There's they Negroes. Clustered, they clustered the blacks for you, make you feel comfortable. Yeah. It totally it totally ended up looking like um those uh those brochures that you see at college. Yeah, diversity. You know I mean? The diversity brochures. You know, all of us smiling, giving thumbs up to y'all as you come in. Yeah, I was like, this school is black as hell. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, you show up and you're like, oh, this is what it really is. <laughs> it does seem like a lot of black folks come out of Yale, though, at least from the outside looking in. Yeah, it's, it's a good number. Yeah, we and that's because we 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 good. The black folks who come out, I mean, everybody who comes out of Yale is 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 good, but the black folks who come out of Yale in particular are are, are pretty good. We 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 be working. Yeah, yeah special kind of breed of something. <laughs> multi-hyphenates yeah multi i was about to say multi-hyphenate yeah sean speaking of multi-hyphenate since you are getting into the writing game i'm really really curious about yeah. your creative journey as a writer and all that kind of stuff so like if you don't mind sharing a little bit yeah, about, I don't know, that's kind of why you're here <laughs> okay. yeah how did how did you start like what sparked the desire to write well as a kid i was always I always had a big imagination, like never grew out of make-believe, which is why I'm an actor first. But I was the type of kid that couldn't be punished. Like my mom would always tell me, she would be like, um, I'm taking the video games, I'm taking the action figures, I'm taking the color pencils. And like, she's like, what am I gonna take a pencil? You know, cause I would write stories, write plays and and like books and, and things. And she'd be like, where are you coming up with these stories? You know, you're just a, a writer. Meanwhile, you know, I had no idea that um, it was something that I was passionate about. It was just something I was doing. Um, and then yeah. one time, uh, I think I was in the fifth grade, 
the teacher gave us this homework assignment where we had to write a story. And I wrote a story and my teacher um, had a meeting with my mom about it. And she was like, your son didn't write this. She wow. said, she sent it back home. and was like, your son didn't write this, blah, 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 whatever, what? whatever. I don't, I think stop doing his homework for him. Wow. And, and oh, so, shit. and so my mom was like, I'm not doing, I'm not writing his stories. And so we did a exercise in class and my teacher, and now in hindsight, I, it's clear, but my teacher did an exercise just so she could watch me write it. So, so <laughs> that's so a, petty. That's crazy. So, so, petty. so she did like this thing. She's like, we're going to write a story and blah, 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 blah. And then I just remember her walking around my desk, watching me and like, we're like walking around the room. But now I know that it was because she didn't believe that I was writing those stories. But then I, I wrote a really dope story. That's awesome. So, Oh, nice. writing was always something I loved to do. Um, yeah, I, nice, nice. and then creative journey. Uh, it was a long story. I went to a high school for law enforcement. I was unhappy. I went to a college upstate New York, and then while I was there, I studied um, uh, speech communication and broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And I would I was studying uh, screenwriting on the side and acting on the side acting was my major but then i was like taking film classes and screenwriting classes as electives and stuff like that so undergrad was when i like started to try to screenwrite but then i wrote my first short in like 2012 okay okay and, dope, dope. yeah but yeah. then you, but then you started to uh because i know we, we've talked about this you you wrote the short you you were in new york and you were you were a working actor and then you went to the to yale Right. Uh, the David the David Geffen School of Drama, yeah. and then <laughs> and then uh, I mean we'll we we can unpack that, and then but then after that you get out and then you start writing uh, TV. You start writing a pilot. Now what yeah. elicit what elicit that? Like what brought you to that? The, the well, um, but I don't want to give too much of my pilot's plot away. But sure, sure. I but it came out of uh, grief. I had mm -hmm. lost my mom in the third year of graduate school, the very beginning of the third year. And I was living two lives. It was a life in grad school and a life, life at home. Mm -hmm. And that period of life felt like a like psychological horror. And as I was journaling and, you know, I just realized that there was there was stories there in, in my mind. So I had I was writing two after graduation. I started writing two scripts. And then eventually I realized, oh, this is these are two parts of the same story. And um, there's there's something here. There's a story that needs to be told. And also at it was like it all happened at once. I was also watching uh, Netflix, HBO Max, scrolling through all these TV shows and nothing was scratching the itch. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. I realized I was like, oh, well, if I, if the show that I want to watch doesn't exist, y'all like I'm going to write the show that I want to watch. Right. And so the show that I started writing wasn't even based on showcasing myself. It was really because I wanted to see a show that I wasn't seeing. Right. Mm. Right. That's and amazing. So, um, what's uh what's the genre, if you don't mind? I know you don't want to give away the plot, but what's the yeah, was it like a half hour, you know, all genre and format, I'd say. It's a one hour monster of the week situation. Okay. Um nice. It's it's a it's a horror sci-fi. 
Cool. And there's black people. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes it better. Always makes it better. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> a little bit of seasoning. Just a little bit yeah, of seasoning. Yeah. Black people are like black people are like paprika. It's it's just gonna make the food better. Just add, just add the paprika. Why paprika? Paprika I, makes I it. Say, because say, paprika, uh, low key, paprika. paprika makes it makes anything you cook like good. I Pap- use it all the time, but I don't know if it makes a difference. Paprika because, just look red to me. It look paprika just look like red. I don't see, it makes my it, eggs look nice though. You yeah, they on do. top of eggs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, here's the, and here's the thing about this metaphor, right? You always write about black people, right, Sean? Right. <laughs> And so your shit's always probably pretty good. Hey, so if you always use. <laughs> if you're always using paprika, paprika <laughs> your food's probably pretty good. The seasoning I am a good cook there. too. I'm a good cook. It's just the one with, uh, you know, the seasoning is just there. It's just already it's just there, there when you start writing. <laughs> nah, that's dope. That's a great story. I mean, you know, for for us, both of us, we're kind of we're new into the game. We're probably, you know, we're we're far. I guess I saw say we're far behind you in in that regard. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, we all we all have our journey about where we're where we're headed and where 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 we've gone with the the writing journey. Right, um, right, right. But that's awesome, man. That it started so early for you, and you kind of had those two things to uh kind of bully you creatively throughout those years and kind of get yeah. you through some stuff man that's uh mm-hmm. amazing. Thank, yeah, that's yeah. amazing thank you what do, what do you see what do you find to be the hardest part of the writing process whether that's like concept you know conception or creating ideas or breaking down the story or yeah. you know the, in my case it's the dialogue yeah yeah it depends on the 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 the, the project Mm-hmm. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the project no but like nah, it does yeah. it does because like the first short that i ever wrote <clears throat> the first short that i actually completed the dialogue came so easy and and i will say like i, I when i reread it i'm like this is good yeah, we're like yeah, yeah. but for some of the newer the things that i w- was writing like <clears throat> the things i've been writing recently the dialogue doesn't come as easy yeah and sometimes if the dialogue is coming easy, the structure is, is difficult or, but mm-hmm. the conception and ideas and world building, yeah, I got that. I got that on lock. Like that's when mm-hmm. my, my brain is so out there. I envy people who can write a, a film, a, a, a short film about two people and they're falling in love. Right. And there's, that's fascinating. You know, like those, those stories are so simple and you can film it tomorrow uh-huh. And it's like a love story and and people living in the city that my stories are like, there's these characters and they have powers and they they work at this law firm and they do this. And then and, and, and this and my brain is is not like indie. I wish it was. Uh-huh. That's, int- uh-huh. that's so interesting because uh-huh. it's like it's like, so it seems like for it's funny you, you envy those people. Those people probably envy you because it's so when when you watch one of those. I'll say this, even with uh, Orphan Black, right? So we're doing an episode about Orphan Black, y'all. So just, <laughs> I don't know if we said that. Um, yeah, we so we're doing the pilot episode of, of Orphan Black. But when, when I was uh, thinking about this in terms of a sci-fi show, it didn't really do the things that a normal sci-fi show does. Like usually there's yeah. like a lot of introduction at the very beginning to let you know right. what this world is. Like this is, this is what this is. It seems like right. you're really good at kind of, building out the, that world within your stories and and kind of being able to import that impart that to the audience 
Right. Um, and this show is, is so strange because it it doesn't it doesn't give you a big old bar of dialogue text at the very beginning or not dialogue, but text no. at the beginning that let you no. know, like, this is the world. This is the year. This is the, the you know, the universe yeah. is grounded. And Do then, you, like, you find out because it's so crazy at the end, you know. This is might be off topic, but there was a show that the lead of Orphan Black was in called um, uh, Tatiana Maslany was on mm -hmm. a show in Canada years ago probably when we were like teens kids what? called 2030 ce no mm -mm. and it was about these maybe y'all should watch that yeah. it's about it's about these <laughs> it's about these um it's about this world in which no one lives past the age of 30 wow and so there tatiana maslany plays like this 13 year old doctor <laughs> or like she's she's a child it was the first time i ever seen her act first time i had ever seen i was a, i was a kid too but it was the it was the first time it's where i know her from wow. but like mm -hmm. those actors on that show i'm like wow like there's 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 another actress on the show why am i why am i saying this okay because the world building on that show is brilliant and and mm -hmm. it's one of those shows where like in the opening credit sequence they do the whole exposition like in the world right. of blah 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 blah. this is what happened mm -hmm. orphan black doesn't do that which is no. amazing no it it's like you wouldn't like if we didn't know that like if we don't if we didn't have the log line you know what i mean of the show and if we didn't have like looking at the show in hindsight in hindsight because this has been it's been it's on its 10 year anniversary right if i'm just watching that pilot blind i have no idea this is a sci-fi show until maybe the last three minutes of the show right and that's a yes. big maybe that's a big maybe yeah. and that and that's the thing about the okay so now, now we can go ahead and get into it if y'all ready so okay right, let's go ahead and get into it so like orphan black for me it was really fascinating i had i did have to watch it a bunch more times than i usually do because i was really trying to figure out what kind of show is it telling us that it is in, inside mm. of the pilot you know mm. yeah. inside of the pilot it seems like it's first it seems like it's telling us a potential kind of like campy double life drama about a woman who's going to take over the cop duties of the woman who she just assumed the identity of right right, right. it seemed like it could be that right and then like over time like the more we find out the more it just completely starts turning on its head like right completely starts shifting like the genre starts shifting and you start in your mind you're you're, you're more and more intrigued by that it's just so fascinating the way that that pilot and the, the, just around just for it to be a sci-fi show and for it to tell you it's a sci-fi show and you're like waiting for the sci-fi elements you're waiting for the world right. building that you're used right. to seeing and then you're just not getting it right right well i think like the the thing is is like I, the expectations of like having it be a double life kind of like you know uh impersonating prince and the pauper kind of story is the tone the thing that keeps us like realizing like oh we're, we're not this isn't quite what we think it is is the tone because if i'm sitting there and i think it's a double life drama i'm, I'm gonna be like okay it's gonna be funny we're gonna be watching hijinks we're gonna be watching her stumble mm -hmm. along and and even moments that should be funny there's still whether or not that's the music whether or not there's the fact that we have the the inherent irony that's happening in terms of us knowing more than what's happening with the characters 
um there's in or the performances there's always something that's very tense about it there's always something that's very kind of heightened about it and the the humor never really quite lands right everything is always slightly askew and then they just start literally like dropping little breadcrumbs as the thing goes along oh, yeah. something isn't quite right right yeah it's it's almost like the characters want the show to be something that it's not yeah <laughs> you know like but you know another show like i don't want to go off topic but another no, no, show go like ahead. that go ahead. another show like that is scandal where like mm. in scandal olivia and her crew want the show to be a case of the week series mm. but the show is saying nah this is a this is a show about the white house and right. all of the other things that's a good analogy because it does if you know anything about orphan black you know that it expands to this insanely expand like expansive it's, world it's ridiculous like when you find out mm. what how deep the conspiracy is in this show i mean we're, we're talking about the pilot but it it's just it right. you know bears talking about because of the way that the pilot is is structured and the way it goes like it just does not suggest that whatsoever um mm -hmm. but yeah S Spoiler alert! Spoil, spoil, spoil! You scared me, right. Elijah. I know. He's gonna spoil this shit. Yeah, we're definitely gonna know. spoil it. No, okay. So, so this is a good time to ask, like, what? Okay, I'm gonna ask you, Elijah. Since this is what this is what we do, Sean. This is what happens. Right. What happens is, I ask Elijah what this show is about, and he tells us this this deep macro level thematic uh, uh, explanation, and I just say what's happening inside the show in a very rudimentary way. <laughs> Okay, so, Elijah. Well, what's the show about? What do you What do you think it's about? Well, that's funny because now I'm nervous because you you asked me that, and I'm sitting here like all morning being like, "What the fuck is this show about?" You know, so funny. <laughs> I, it's funny I because like too. I I was um I was trying to find a more rudimentary way of explaining it because what I found I'll just go ahead and go first. So what I what I found it to be about was it was about identity. You know, yes. it was a lot about identity. It was about trying to run away from your problems but then they they're constantly trying to to hold you back mm -hmm. like she she's she's trying to run the entire time like in the opening scene she's trying to run right she's getting yeah. off the train she's trying to get away from something so constant she's constantly trying to find new ways to get away from something but she can't right. fight it's about finding out who you are it's about self-discovery that's that's what i found it to be about this pilot at least mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I would agree that all those things are in my notes uh <laughs> identity running away from the past but then also like more the morality of playing god and and you know like religious organizations and as as the show gets deeper right. it's like mm -hmm. you know what is the morality of of creating a clone and all of that um, right and, and and that's the thing about the, that this show is like you you wouldn't even you would barely know that that's what's going on like there's so many interesting ways that this thing uh starts unfolding but let, did you uh let, let's get into the way they introduce character right like, like yeah yeah but actually before before we do that I, yeah. i'm curious about because this was literally my first watch and sean you 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 really love the show and colin right. you've seen the show can you talk a little bit about let's start with sean can you talk a little bit about like your your history with orphan black like where right. were you when you first watched this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I watched it. Why did I even start? It was just, I was just like, oh, what is this show? I remember going to work one day and just seeing the ad on the subway. It was like, it was like a bunch of eyes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, that looks interesting. You know, whatever. I don't know what it is, but I thought it was going to be a black person. <laughs> I was like, orphan black. I was like, oh, this is a show about niggas. <laughs> but no, it, it it wasn't. So, and then and then I looked it up and and I I watched it on. I I don't I don't think I saw a trailer for it. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, I. Uh, and I used to, I used to watch a lot of shows with my mom, so I was just like, yeah, watch the show with me. And we were watching it. I was like, oh, it's just like a little mystery. It, at the time, you know, there was no indication that it was science fiction, which I I love. I love science fiction. And at the moment, I was like, I thought it was just about like a twin, assuming mm-hmm. the life of another twin. And then at the end, you're like, oh, it's a triplet. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't, I don't know. What... And then you, mm-hmm. you know, right? It it throws you off in so many so many ways. Like. Yeah. 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 But part of the reason why I love the show is the are the performances. Uh Tatiana's yeah. performance, but also the gentleman who plays Felix. Yes. Neither yes. one of them are English, right? What? They're both yeah, they're both Canadian. No. Yeah, wow. Tatiana's Canadian. And, and uh, I think I think the guy's name is it's in my notes. It's in my notes. His last name starts with a G. Jordan Gavaris. Jordan Gavaris. I wrote him down. Yeah, they're both fantastic. But what also Tatiana's performance is so there are moments where I don't want to jump ahead, but like there are moments where her character slips, where she's playing Sarah, playing Beth, her accent slips up. Yes. And I'm like, oh shit. She's like, it's like, I'm like, she's so good. But then also as the show progresses, when one clone dresses up as another clone it's that clone's idea of who that person is yo and i'm like that is so nuanced where it's like yeah. of course kasima thinks that this is how allison would walk into a room or of course sarah thinks that, i think sarah disguises herself as allison and this is sarah's idea of what allison is like yeah. but allison's not really and i'm just like this is genius <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She says so. Yeah, going off that because I was like, I noticed that too. I was wondering if somebody was gonna catch it too, but it was like she when she was with her boyfriend, her boyfriend Paul, right? And yeah. she's wearing a clash shirt with cooling, the, right? Yeah, she's, yes, exactly. Yeah, cooling. Like London cooling. Yes. I'm like, oh, she's. Yeah, I was like, she slipped. It was crazy. I was like, and, she and I remember in the car too with with. Katya. With art. Oh, with Ka- oh, with Katya. When when when, when she, she says said something it. and she's like, uh, "Get out, get 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 out, or get out, get out of the car, or whatever, get out of the car, or something, something uh-huh. like that." Wow. And Katya's like, "You're not, you're not who you say you are." Yeah, right. Yeah. right. See, that's that yeah. voice actor. That's that voice actor ear. Well, yeah, it's also, it is. It's <laughs> and it's also the dialect thing. Like when we study dialects, there's certain dialects that you, you're looking for specific sounds to change. So the calling is something that, like, if I'm working on. British that's the one sound that as an American I gotta try to nail I gotta try to nail right and oftentimes right. if I'm anxious or if I'm nervous or if I'm surprised that's the one that I fuck up that's your you know what I mean? so like that like whether that's the actor whether that's the director or, or a combination of all three like that's really it's really brilliant it know? is it really is yeah I actually yeah. remember the first time I heard about Orphan Black uh, I was driving on I-95 and I remember I was in New Jersey. I remember this distinctly. I was in New Jersey listening to NPR. Mm. And NPR was like, this cool new show called Orphan Black. And all the and, and Tatiana Maslany's playing five different characters who are clones of each other. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I should watch that. 
And then I got home and watched SpongeBob. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But I I do remember I remember distinctly distinctly where I was when I heard about Orphan Black. Yeah, Orphan or I don't remember. I have no idea where I was when I when I watched it. I remember. I think this had to be twenty. It was if it was twenty thirteen, I was feverishly watching television on my laptop. Pretty much all the time, and I think that's kind of what sparked my what, what sparked my desire to watch TV. I think when I got to grad school, somebody said they were like, "You, you know a lot about TV." I was like, "Yeah, I spent a lot of time unemployed with a laptop um, for about a year, so that's probably where that came from." <laughs> like, that's you real. can analyze TV very well. Yeah, I just watch it all the time instead of applying to jobs when I should have in 2013, <laughs> probably. So that's probably around the time when I got into uh, Orphan Black. And I, w- I was blown away by the performances, but it was really, right. I think, the, uh, a couple of things, though. The first part, and, I, and I'm, jumping ba- I'm jumping back a little bit to the format, but the, um, yeah, yeah. The, the opening, really. That was like the first, I think that was one of the first times I watched an opening like that at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been done. It's been done a couple of times. And I say when it's been done, I mean, like a big shock and awe moment right has been done a lot since then i'm not saying this is the first time it's happened but within that first three you know three four minutes you're like whoa you know you're like right. completely hooked you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like because it's that, like that what if what if you saw yourself right and right. yourself uh-huh. jumps onto the tracks right they uh-huh. i mean and that's the only you don't so like imagine seeing yourself in general like and you you'd want to talk to that person like you know what i mean right, like right. in the grocery store but she sees her on a platform looks her dead in the eyes and just walks into a train you're like what and is unsurprised like she turns around she looks she sees uh i think beth beth sees sarah and just looks unfazed and then walks into walks right which is also world building in itself if you know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean she knows that she has other clones she knows there's other people that look like her out there i know she's already Mm -hmm devastated by what she's done I'm, I'm assuming that's the other part like we're assuming she's devastated by after we learn what happens in the episode what from what she's done but it could be a combination of things sean you know like from the show yeah a lot of the clones go through you know sickness they go through mental health issues that cause right. them to to do strange things or um and potentially self-harm so that that was another part of it too so i had it had me thinking the more i watched it especially watching that opening over and again it was like what why did she look at her unfazed why did she right. actually take that action what what were the things that motivated it you know yeah like at the time i was not at the time but like as the show goes on you're like oh she just overwhelmed right you know like that she's makes sense. Like, i'm done i don't want to do this anymore you right know? like someone's trying to kill us I, right I'm, you know carrying two phones around like and then now you see another one it's like oh god i'm done <laughs> It's, she, oh, it's, yeah. just the, it's just the carrying of two phones it's just too much it's, it's too like, much work it's just, i can't i can't i can't maintain my finsta as well as my professional instagram it's just it's just too much work right but, that, that's a, but that's that goes back to identity too where where she was like she was living a double life right she was yeah. already living a double life that she yeah. couldn't she probably wasn't telling paul obviously that she was a clone so there's there's th- other things like that going on yeah. but you know well, that's so oh go ahead no, no, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Also, in the rewatch, when you rewatch it, you're like, damn, Sarah fucked up. Cause because you know Paul is spoiler, he's one of the watchers. Oh, so see, Sean, you you messing me up because I forgot oh, all about so that. I, so you you, I was, you yeah. 
So yeah, I completely he's like a sign to that. her. He's like a sign to her to like monitor her. So she blows her cover right away. The moment he sees, he's like, this ain't the one. Yeah. I completely forgot about so that. So he's a he's a dickhead. Yes. Oh, yeah. He works he's for a... he works for the company. He works for Rachel. Because I was watching, I was watching that, and I was like, I was like, he's the one out of all the performances. I was like, everyone's doing a, a dope, a dope job. But then I'm like, Paul, something about Paul. I'm like, why the fuck is he so aggressive? He's like a aggressive and a robot, and like has yeah. kind of dead eyes, and you know, I couldn't. And I was like, man, maybe that actress is bad, and I'll keep moving. But then I looked at IMDb, and he's like number two. Yeah, on the list, I'm like, oh, so that he comes back, and now you're saying like, oh, he's a he's he's one of the villains. He's yeah, and I'm like, damn, girl, like the mo- he's just like she she really blows it in the first episode. Completely, I'm not gonna lie, Sean, I completely forgot about that shit. I literally <laughs> completely forgot. I need to rewatch this show, bro. I need to rewatch the rest of this show because I was I could I swear to God when you I was like, what? Yeah. I did not. God, I didn't even remember that. Paul. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's you you introduce this, Colin, uh, and then we yeah. kind of we kind of went on a segue. So how oh, are yeah. and we and we and we got into a little bit about characters being introduced. We got about how Sarah was introduced on the on the car. I love. I personally love the way Phoenix Felix kind of pops in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, you know the way that he he's introduced with the kiss and the conversation that he has with Sarah in the bar um how everything is so super witty and cutting and he he has a bunch of jokes however if you listen to his jokes you notice that like he's in fact like really trying to be very protective of sarah through his Mm -hmm. like his own Mm -hmm. sense of irony um those those and again i'm not an actor so i feel you know with you guys here i'm not going to try to get deep because i can't I, i just don't have it but uh I can just talk about what I see. I just love their interaction. I I did read the script and looked at the 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 way that it was introduced. The way it was mm-hmm. introduced, it was like they said something. I think he said the um the writer Graham Mason. He said something in the action line of like an air of codependency between them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he writes that before they actually make contact. So to me, it, 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 and I saw that. You know what I mean? When they came together, it was like old friends. The performances really elevated the, the uh, introduction, but like you could tell right away, it's like they loved each other, like legitimately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you see, you see the way Sarah meets Felix or sees Felix again, and then all the exposition that happens is with the inter, the way that they're interacting with each other, some of the dialogue, but it's not heavy-handed exposition, which was really fantastic too. I thought, yeah, it's the best way to deliver it too. Yeah. Like through a friend, yeah, you know, and still needing something from somebody else, you know. He's she's Sarah still needs stuff from Felix, um, but you still get the you get everything, you get all the given circumstances about between the two characters, right? Um, Yeah, and then you walk away from that scene having learned a lot more about Felix and a lot more about Sarah, which which every like almost every scene of this, you it's you're learning so much about each character each scene. There's no there's I don't think there's any scene which is essentially just a banter. Scene. Yeah, right. just a scene. Yeah, just yeah, jargon. They, you know? they, yeah. he, there was a lot of cutting, but there was a lot of cutting of dialogue between script to screen and some scenes, you know? Oh, what wow. I mean? wow. Um, a whole lot. There was, and it was almost like, um, if you, if there was maybe three lines of dialogue, they'll cut it just to one line. Like huh. get, oh, get wow. in the car, like the interaction, interaction between Sarah and Art, 
would yeah. was just get in the car you know before it was like hey get in the car i'm not driving miss daisy that was a line i was like <laughs> thank god they cut that yeah he was thank like god they yeah, cut I'm glad they did that. yeah one of the lines was i ain't driving miss daisy i'm like did you add ain't because he black but <laughs> you know there's a thread in the show that that i don't think it ever happened but like there was the way that art was with her seemed as though like he was so aggressive and i'm like did they hook up and like did she like dump him for paul i thought okay so now i was thinking that too i thought there was a little bit of a will they won't they kind of tension between yeah. them, or have they like like you just yeah right yeah um yeah. there was something like that, that too it was like it was like they're talking as if they had been together before or they had a really right. intimate relationship that that was more right. than just a partner relationship because he they could say whatever they want bitter to about it yeah, yeah, he was mad. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. mad. Well, we we need to we need to start another uh, section of this of this podcast called "Bitter Black Dick Detectives." Is it Dexter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dexter. There's another one. Yeah, Dokes. I'll never forget Dokes as long as I live. Now after doing that episode, this angry black detective get in the car, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> right. Surprise! Who just hating? Like, like when when Art started following Sarah and. And, and then like broke into her car i was like all right you hating motherfuckers oh like, forget it it gets worse throughout the series he's like i'm holding on to that money till you <laughs> right. i'm like That's this right. dude is holding the money he held the money he like a parent it. right and he <laughs> always punishment. has that mean face too like everything yeah. he, he's just looking like what is she doing <laughs> so what disgusted I know, like in the like in a car in the alley. What what is she doing? Yeah, in, the, in don't you got something bush. else to do? Are you on duty, bro? Aren't you on duty? Jesus don't Christ! You gotta, yeah, don't you got to protect Toronto? That's supposed to be New York. Like, like right. let's be real. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that that confused me too. So, like, when I was trying to figure out where it was supposed to be set, I had to look it up to find out that it was set in Toronto. But I, I it was like. It oh, was like, set in Toronto. Yeah, it was set in Toronto. But she's when she gets off the when she gets off the train, they say next train to Toronto in like thirty minutes or something like that. And it was like uh, Huxley Station. I was like, what the hell is Huxley Station? I never yeah, heard what of is that. that? And and then it, and they say something is another train is going to New York. But then her and Felix are both English, and they're right. into. And so I'm like, where? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is this some kind of like Commonwealth thing where British people just come to? You know what I mean? Because I know Canada and England have a, a thing. So I was like, is that why they're there? I, there? I couldn't yeah. make sense of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, thought, like... I thought it was New York. Because there's also, I think uh, Felix has a line, like, you know, some, where he mentioned something about New York. So there's, I, I well, was, see, that's I what was I'm saying. Confused, like, I was like, did they, we did she come from New York? Did she beat Vic up in New York and then come mm -hmm. there? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Well, I, I couldn't figure out what it was, honestly. And he did yeah. mention Montreal. Vic mentioned Montreal when he was talking about the uh, wake that they want to do for Sarah. Yeah. He was like, I'll right. get the Montreal contacts and stuff like that. He was like, nah, yeah. keep it local. So that that's the only thing I think that hinted at it actually being in in canada other than you yeah. know google and yeah. wikipedia and stuff like that but right yeah we we also as as americans we have this weird obsession with just like everything needs to happen in either new york or la you right. know what i mean like if a monster's gonna attack it's gotta be new york or nowhere else like right. yeah well, maybe, maybe a mom maybe some crazy clown shit happened in toronto you know <laughs> right, <laughs> right 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 it's a big world you know <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe Will Smith is fighting aliens in fucking Montreal. You know what I mean? Like it's... that would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. 
Uh, shout out to my man, Michael Mando from Better Call Saul. Oh, my God. Oh, right, right, right. Yo, he I, just, so he killed too, man. I loved everything he did. I, I love Michael Mando. And his, uh, this is a, this is the one thing I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead though, but it's, it was, um, my, I, I, I'll say my favorite scene, but it's really scenes. It's like every scene with Felix and Vic were my favorites. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Because like one thing I really liked about, about it was like kind of the subversion of Vic being like the gangster who's trying to get his girlfriend right. He comes in, you know, he's really like aggressive and angry and he's like violent and he's supposed to be so imposing, but then it's almost like he has like a love hate relationship with Felix. Like they're friends, like in a way, you right. know, they're like frenemies really. Mm-hmm, it's kind of, mm-hmm. and, it, and it felt really, really, um, and it, and, it, and it was in the writing too, but it was, it was just mm-hmm. really interesting how that performance kind of right. subverted what you would expect a gangster. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just agreeing because like <laughs> when Vic walks through the door, it's not what you're imagining. You're imagining like this six foot five big, you know, mm-hmm. like like dude with a scar or some shit. Right. And uh-huh. he shows up and he's like this little dude that's like talking fast and jumping over couches yeah. and shit. I'm like, and he's yes. sad. Like, he's not and he's insecure. And he's sad. Yeah. yeah he's sad. And he's insecure. You know what I mean? And Felix can go back and forth with them. He's not Felix isn't scared of him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. 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 He can say he was when he, even when he says like pain is come pain is gonna come down on me so it's gonna come down on you Felix is like all right bro like whatever <laughs> like, 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 yeah you know so I mean? much so that he can hit him right that was the yeah, best thing slap across the face. like yeah. oh and, and that was great too because it's like Felix Felix is such a great friend Felix Felix might be my MVP he might be my Steph Curry because he's such a great friend <laughs> okay mm-hmm. Felix yeah he, he he was so uh committed to covering up for Sarah's alleged death like fake death right that he painted mm-hmm. a little dead face of her in his house yes. he was painting her to, as, a, as a tribute did you catch the penis like... at the bottom <laughs> no. no there's a little there's a little there's a little like two like two balls and a thing at the, at the bottom like <laughs> under the face the and i'm like what is he he's not taking this seriously <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious i'm gonna be i'm, I'm definitely looking for that again <laughs> the next time i watch it Ridiculous. but it's like he puts his great face on right before vic opens the door and then slaps the shit out of him it was great <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was completely committed to this. Yeah, I my I love the line the 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 couple uh, exchanges where uh, Felix goes, "Why Vic? Why are you such a dick?" And then <laughs> and then Vic goes, "I don't know. I'm angry." And then he says, "Can I come in?" Felix says, "No." And then he walks in and says, "Thank you." And holds me out. Right. I, I it was great. Like all of, all of those scenes were great. Those are my favorites for sure. I really yeah, like the like you know he's like after after threatening him, he just asks him for an apple, and then Felix is like, "Yeah, man, go ahead, take it." Like, this <laughs> 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 is yeah. so great, man. I, I yeah. love all those scenes. So that's my that if we're jumping to that, that's my favorite scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all ready for that yet. Y'all ready? Yeah. What, yeah. What no. Got, Sean? What you got, Sean? I, I'm I'm giving it to Sean first since you. Okay. Well, I well I do well. There's three scenes that I like. Okay. And I'm cheating. Hey, uh, the cold cheat. open. That 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 teaser at the beginning, I love mm-hmm. it. Um, the 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 police station scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that was mine. Right. I think that's that's one of my favorites in the Katya Erbinger scene mm-hmm. uh, at the end. But the mm-hmm. reason why the police station scene is because my my MVP is in there. I mean, of course, I love the performances throughout the whole series, mm-hmm. but I feel like the editor was the MVP for that moment because nice. they, uh, cut, they cut to the scene where she like blows the chunk of vomit off her lip 
And I'm like, come on, editor. Like, <laughs> like it's nice. just it's crazy. Well, yeah. I love that. I love that detective thing because it's like it is it's total, it's like a master class of, of fucking irony. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we know what's happening, we know that she's not really Beth. And and we know that she's walking around like and and her cover can be blown at any minute. And so like it's just tension tension is just built so lovely. And like in yeah. in like a three minutes, I think. Like mm-hmm. two like two and a half, three as, minutes. Soon as the chief or whatever comes up to him, he's like, stick to your statement, it will be fine. Right. And I was like, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I was horrified. <laughs> I'm like, oh, statement? No. <laughs> so like, statement. She got her eyes real big. <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna get out of this one? I know. Yeah, I know. That that was that was that was a good one. What's your? Yeah. Uh, you got a least favorite? Least favorite? Did I? Um, not really. I don't know if I have a least favorite. Um, yeah, least least favorite is mm-hmm. it was tough. The only the only I I give one and oh, wait, it's not ahead. a least favorite for real for real, but it just has one element that I hated. Okay, so it was the sex scene between her and Paul, right? And the reason oh, right, why right, I said right. it wasn't my favorite is because of that damn music, man. That music was killing me. That what was it like? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah, it's very like, much uh, like we have sex in this show, and it's exciting. <laughs> And it's exciting, it's like, right? It's like uh, it's like the the orgy scene in the Matrix, you know. The, the oh, that's exactly. but you know, I like I like that I like that music. That's what that music wants to be. That's what the that's what the orphan black music wants to be. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got? Uh, uh, my actually, so you the the police station was my my favorite scene, but um, I'm gonna throw out the little scene because we got I because. We got to give us something to the one black dude, and I think <laughs> the scene between him and Sarah sitting and they and they're talking, and you and that's the moment when they're like, "Oh, maybe something happened between the two of them. Maybe there's something romantic." Right. He said he has a line where he says, "Um, you haven't called me dipshit in a long time, uh-huh. you know." And it's and it's you haven't called me a dipshit all day, and so like all of a sudden I'm like, "Wow, there's so much history between the two right. of these these two right. these two. Um, which I I thought was I I really enjoyed that, and um, you know, and and it, it also makes you ask because he's so like physical and aggressive with her, mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, and she's not giving him any of that, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe they had that sort of relationship where they were like, back you know, and like, forth, yeah. yeah. But he's the only one doing it, yeah. And that's why yeah. he backed off. He's like, and like he he's so aggressive at the beginning, and you're right, Elijah. In that scene where they're sitting next to each other, they're not. He's he's like what the hell man like we usually yeah. you know what i mean if you interpret yeah. it that way like right yeah, like right, you're right. saying like what's going yeah. on man we usually exactly bump heads for fun what's going on yeah man? yeah but it seems also like you know because we're getting a little bit of like okay the mystery of beth who is beth right and we can and we and we get things like oh she's taking medication and and but she doesn't always take her medication so sometimes she's off her medication she's mm-hmm. been acting weird for a while right you know what i mean so art being aggressive is like you've been dodging me for a long you've been dodging me for a minute like this isn't this isn't new you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like um so it it, maybe it justifies arts you know creepily following his best friend right it might be his best friend he's really concerned about her (laughs) (laughs) you know uh my least favorite is the therapist scene 
Mm. Oh, uh, because and not and because I just think that the way it was shot was very confusing. Like I think I I think I understand what they were trying to do. Like I Sarah was supposed to be kind of like you know freaking out a little bit and in her mind, and so the the camera was trying to mirror that but it was very unclear like what was actually happening because everything up until that point had been very grounded in realism and all of a sudden mm. we have this like weird surreal kind of like cutting back and forth and camera movement right, thing. Right. yeah it just ended up being a little confusing yeah yeah okay all right so we got that out the way so i guess it's fair to say that this is a good pilot good or great which one are, which one are we giving it to i here's my thing i say it is I say it is a it is a good pilot. Um, uh, my question is that would it be better if we didn't know what the twist was? Would you know it be I mean? better if we didn't know what the twist like, was? If I... we didn't know that this is about clones, is this a is is this still a good pilot? If we didn't know that this is about clones, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because so. because of what okay, so like we were I think we were talking before about how it's it it hints at multiple genres that it could be, right? So mm-hmm. if we don't know the twist, so if we look at it from it not being a twist, I'm still excited about seeing Sarah take on this role, right? But the thing the thing is like she's also trying to run away. She's trying to run away, right? The whole time. Mm-hmm. And at the very mm-hmm. end, we I guess her her picking up that phone and ask and saying hello was her telling us uh that she's not gonna run away or she can't you know mm-hmm. she's gonna go on this journey right so like there's so there's like there's multiple things going on so for me i'm i was okay to continue watching when i didn't know it was clones again again and i didn't know it was about clones until later on you know until right. the second third fourth episode once we start really getting into the series so yeah i think it's a good pilot i think it's a great pilot um it, it almost makes it better if you don't know the twist because there's so many breadcrumbs that are being left. Sean, you messed me up too when you talked, reminded me about Paul, right? Oh, right, right, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah like that that whole, everything that he's doing there, you know, talking about her hair got got longer. Like, if your hair got longer, you're going to 100% know, you know, that's, doc, that's he, yeah, not he your knows person, right? Away. right? <laughs> um, but he, well, he's, he kind of just, here's, yeah. Here's my, here's my question for you, Colin, because Colin, you're a married man. Yeah. Yes. You're a married man. So if you're having sex with your wife, uh-huh. would you notice if your wife 100%. was replaced by a clone? 100%. Yes. That is, that is 100%. 100%. Easily. Yeah, because I'm yeah. No, no, replaced, replaced by a clone, I don't know. But like, it's, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you already know there's clones, because he knows that there's clones out there. So oh, it's yeah. like, That's so it's true. like, it's a dead giveaway. He's like, oh, this ain't, this ain't, this if ain't. I, am I not, am I not Paul? Like, am I really Paul? Like, do I, am I her watcher and everything too? Or am I just like Colin and. You just Colin. Oh, you yeah. Just if Colin. I'm just Colin, you I'm, still, still going, I'm still going to But you still have that real, you still have that, you still have that real, like slightly fucked up line where you're like, wow, never noticed that your ass got so big or some shit that he said. <laughs> oh my God. Where was that action the last two years? <laughs> that is weird. And, and honestly, that's the weird part. If he, him being a watcher and being like, where was that action two years ago? That's a weird statement to say to, to your I don't, girlfriend. I don't right, Paul. right, right, right. Paul is yeah. Paul is terrible. The more you think about it, it's worse. Thank you for reminding yeah. me of that, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does get he's, worse. He's also in like a romantic relationship with the the other 
clone. The, the oh, Rachel. That's right? right, man. You boss lady. You yes, yep, yep. Didn't Elijah's you? like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. It gets <laughs> wild, man. I'm not. It gets crazy. Uh, people got is... tails and everything. You, it gets yeah, crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. But tails like legit tails. tails. Yes. Yeah, and then there's a there's a what? there's a there's a trans clone. Yeah, there's yeah. there's like a male version of like the Sarahs, you know, mm-hmm. and they're running around. You don't know which one. It's crazy. It gets wild. It's I'm like, telling you, gets, that's what I'm saying. Wow. It, it's not just a twist, Elijah. It's a the world it, it explodes. I'm telling you, it explodes wow. into this like expansive sci-fi world, and that's why I'm saying it is a good pilot because, like, it 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 gives you it, what it gives you is like a really interesting grounded television uh, piece of television right that you're still excited about watching but it's it's playing with you it's really playing mm-hmm. with you because yeah. it knows it's going there it knows where it's going yeah it's doing things from what y'all are describing it's it's doing things that could only really be done in comic books however right it is it is so effective on tv because we have an actress like tatiana Maslany doing all the various things so we're we're watching yeah. both we're watching both the crazy story but we're also we're also watching an athletic hat trick right happening. right right yes right and yeah. and and i think that's why it's been able to it's i, I want to say stand, apparently it's about to have a spinoff too that comes out this year it's called yeah yeah it's called orphan black echoes i don't know who's playing oh, in it yeah i saw something like that on yeah. like twitter or something yeah i just looked i just saw it yesterday and i was like and i know uh i know it's had some narrative fiction podcast stuff come out i believe yeah, i don't know yeah. if a comic book has been there has been a comic like it, yeah it just yeah. seems like the kind of world that would just blow up into multiple different you know mediums right. you know yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, you, but you, but you, this is a good question though, Elijah, when you ask, like, is it a good pilot based on what we only because of what we know or, or, you know what I mean? Right. Cause it, it does. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. it's also like, I'm thinking like when it came out in 2012, 2013, it's, we're not, we're still not really streaming the way that we used to be the way that mm-hmm. we're streaming now. And right, so right. we're watching it week by week by week. Mm-hmm. Now, if that shit will come out, right. Like, unless it hits. Like I I don't know how you pitch this show and how uh, a network would like produce this show without spoiling the fact that it's about clones. Does that mm, make sense? You can't. You you can't. Right. You have to tell them. But you clones. but you, you need to. to. Yeah, but you need to like from what y'all are telling me. Half the interesting thing is the fact that like all of a sudden things are starting to explode as the story is going on. There's yeah, a but there's a way to pitch on. that too. You know, there's a way to pitch that too. You can be like the first episode kind of like plays with the audience a little bit. It, it and it hints so much it's really like it's it's an like in a way it's like it's an origin story but the great the interesting thing to me is about again knowing knowing where it's going knowing how wide and expansive this this world is there were so many ways they could have introduced this show they could have introduced it with so many different characters so many different versions of the clones At, to do it that way was really a bold choice honestly to to mm. do it with. that's and that's what i'm saying is like i i don't i don't think people would have taken that risk does that make sense yeah, i think what yeah. we yeah today i think what we would have gotten we would have gotten like you know i don't think we would have gotten we may have gotten that cold open but we definitely gotten a scene where some scientist walks in and it's like we have 35 clones and this is you know da, they would have da, da, da. given away early on yeah, early which on. would yeah. probably ruin the show i know exactly. if i would have opened inside of a damn like lab lab yeah exactly. yeah. yeah people like yeah, doop, yeah. Doop, doop, 
dropping yeah, little, like, dropping stem shit, cells yeah, and shit like resident evil like, like right. the, yeah. the tubes <laughs> right and then and then we'd have that then we'd introduce sarah the the same way so we'd be like oh yeah. what's that that's probably exactly it's, what would happen yeah exactly. i feel like the the only thing in the pilot that tells you that there's clones is the is the is the um the uh the opening title sequence with the dna strands and the mirror oh, yeah. of the faces mm-hmm. but even that you're like okay maybe it's twins right and even twins. so when yeah. she goes to the bank right and she goes she gets her direct deposit box opens that up and she sees multiple uh what birth certificates ID, right? ids and yeah yeah but that still doesn't say to me that all that said was sarah had multiple identities that's what i was thinking right, right? Yeah, um, like Beth. Right, right, not right. Sarah, Beth. Beth, Beth. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Beth was like a undercover cop, and, or yeah, she was more exactly. than an undercover cop. She was like a spy or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, right, that, right. So then that that again that also throws you off too, because you're like, what show is this? Is this really so? So she has to assume mm-hmm. the the uh the identity of a undercover cop and a spy. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> you know is it I mean? like a is it about twins that right. assume different identities? Like you have no idea. Right. It's so. Yeah. It's so, so that that's why that's why I thought it was great. I thought the the dialogue was great because so, a lot of that dialogue, some of it, some of it was not in that script that I wa- read. The The mm. scripts clearly, clearly it's, it's changed a lot, but I'll say for that script, there's one thing I'll say about that one that, that I thought was great. And I, it, it, I encourage everybody in, who's listening to read it. We'll put the, we'll put the um, script we'll in the show, the show notes. notes. Yeah. But the, um, what they do, what I've always been found to be really difficult is writing action lines or, or feeling like, I'm writing too many action lines, right? But there were so many, so many times in that script and so many times in that episode where Sarah's just, I mean, Sarah, Beth as Sarah is just doing things. She's not saying anything. She might drop one line here or there, especially when she's by herself. So there's like a page of just action lines a lot of times Mm -hmm. in that script. And so I would always feel really anxious if I'm writing just action lines because I'm feeling like somebody's getting bored. Like, but I think the way he wrote them was like really sharp, really crisp, and really, really tight and really interesting. So it 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 was kind of like reading a really reading a, a really short novel, those those mm. um, action lines there kind of helped you right. keep going. So I'd say for me, the one thing I learned about that was how to how to introduce things without dialogue, like how to mm-hmm. introduce things in a script without dialogue, how to mm-hmm. signal to a, a director, you know, that there's a multiple phones here and we're picking it up and and you know so there were so many d- different things i learned uh from from that but i say um from watching it sean watching this again how do you think that this this pilot kind of will inform some of your writing or what do you think you kind of picked up if if anything if anything or what did you see that was kind of interesting in that way um i think what it does for me is it tells me i don't have to put everything I don't have to front load everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because rewatching it, I forgot how little we see the clones, how little we see of Mrs. S. Mm. Right. We see Mrs. She's S. She just character. comes out of the car with Kira and it's like, ah, blah, 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 blah. and you don't, she doesn't, I don't even think she has like lines in no. the pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you find out that she's like this badass woman who raised these two kids. And, but it's like, you know, there's so much that's not in the pilot that's in the series. That I'm like, okay, for, for my writing, I don't have to front load everything. Mm-hmm. I can, you can leave breadcrumbs, but as long as you have a, a a story, you can leave breadcrumbs, and everything will come later. Oh yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah. That's well, cool. you also you have a very clear um, 
in this pilot, you still have very clear, like, I I would, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but you still have a very clear A, a line for the story. Right, right, right. Sarah is trying to get the money to get her daughter from Mrs. S so that way she can leave with Felix. Right. And that becomes very clear. So then all of the little breadcrumbs that are sprinkled are, they're given room to sprinkle but and you can you can withhold a lot of information about the world of the thing because like you still have a very clear like grounded i understand that we've we've all seen that movie we know what it is we know what you know mother trying to rescue her daughter we know that story so we can sit there and watch that without worrying about without having to ask a bunch of questions about the pilot about the world you know right Right. Right. i think that's just that's my theory yeah yeah i mean that's that's a good one i didn't think about that because it was like it felt very patient like you said like mm-hmm. the way they're they're not they're not heavy-handed they're not front-loading a bunch of stuff especially when you know where it's going you know so yeah that's a really good good point because i think a lot of times you do want to whatever is the big idea in your story with all the cool interesting elements you want to throw it all in there because you want everybody to see it you know yeah you want everybody mm-hmm. to see all the cool things that you're thinking about and you have to be patient you know they have mm-hmm. to watch they have to watch the rest of the episode and and to go off of what Elijah said about um like what pilots would do today, I feel like if they tried to do it today, you would meet the clones right before the end of the pilot. You know, mm-hmm. like the three clones that she comes in, you know, be like, hey, we're clones, and then yeah. credits. That would be mm-hmm. the big reveal, you know what I mean? They'd yeah. all see each other at one time and you're like, Oh shit, it's clones, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't happen until episode three, I think. They mm. don't do it. That, mm. And instead, we get we get Katya, who has four lines of dialogue, five lines yes. of dialogue, and then but she sells she she sells that performance <laughs> so well. Like Katya comes out of the car, and like the physicality, her shoulders are up, and she's like, "What? You don't know who I am? Like, what is it?" <laughs> and it's just like, "Who is this lady? Like, she's yeah. completely different, right?" Yeah, she got a weird weird haircut. She starts yeah. coughing. Like, we see the blood in the rag. Like, something's going on with her. Yeah, and then as right. soon as she realizes, "Oh, you're not Beth. You're another clone." Boom! Shot in the head. Right, and and I forgot they they had that sort of secret thing. Like I I, I'm I'm just one, no family two. Who am I? Right, right. I forgot that they had that thing so they could know. I yeah, I barely heard that. I was yeah, they had that little riddle. That's how she knew. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, just a bunch of breadcrumbs. Just a lot of just like you gotta be, and that's that's like a it's a that's a sci-fi fan thing. You know what I mean? It's like we're we're not gonna give it all to you. We want you to. I want you to think about what you're actually looking at you know what I mean? so you can figure it out i mean like that's what that's what um that's what like shows like westworld attempted to do you know mm-hmm. what i mean and then it got too bogged down in the puzzle of everything but you you huh. want like i feel like with sci-fi in particular you want your audience to try to at least this type of sci-fi this you know um severance you know what i mean like right right, right. you you want to try to like unravel the puzzle yeah. um yeah, I yeah. think it, it with the and that goes back to when I was talking about the world building part, you know, like it's so grounded, right? It's grounded in the world that we know. At least that's what everything about the show is telling us. And then right. again, in the pilot, we're still in the world that we know. We still don't know that this is and I think that might be part of the appeal. It's like once you get into the series, you start realizing like it 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 triggers in your mind as an audience member that there's an underworld 
that's that's existing that you don't know mm -hmm. about you know what i mean it's not a sci-fi world that's built from the ground up and has all these different things that you've never seen before it's a world that we know that we that we live in but it could be the world that you live in you know what i mean that's right kinda... right right it's like a slow crawl right right yeah it's like a it's like john wick you know what i mean like the, yeah no the, yeah the very first movie john Wick before john wick 4 when all of a sudden like now yeah. we're in some other world but like right in a way yeah 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 it's like yeah. it's like if you would imagine like every high-speed chase you've seen on the news was just a john wick scene <laughs> like <laughs> like it's in the world you live in you just don't ever see that shit in real life you know what i'm saying my, right. my my homie who lives in my homie who lives in Oakland told me about this this thing I have in Oakland where they had a high speed chase where these two dudes were like shooting at each other in like down a highway. Oh my you know god! What I mean? And I'm like, what if that was just John Wick <laughs> right. in our in world? Just right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right. So yeah, I got some. I do have some other questions. I th I think we got through a lot of. It's funny because yeah we talk about the segments you know you know coldest line i feel like we we actually introduced some of our our coldest lines i'm gonna ask oh. y'all specifically what they are for you um sean do you have one did you did you uh, got one a uh, fee toodles that's my favorite line <laughs> mine comes from felix too he says when the when the the bartender little snaps at him he's like don't snap towels at me i had a very traumatic childhood that's what <laughs> oh right yeah that's mine i'm gonna uh, I have another felix um let's get you in the shower let's you need to take a shower and take you need yeah. you need i need to get you in the shower and have a xanax yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need a shower in a xanax yeah you need a shower in a xanax felix had, had yeah. probably that kid that probably had a lot of fun for that yeah or like or another one the mortician uh which is also another felix saying no you're right it smells like death <laughs> right yeah that's a good one yeah that is a that's good a one. real good one that is a good one it's funny because they're, they're, oh, they're oh. not really like uh profound they're just you know they're just tight snappy lines you know yeah what's the what's the thing that that vic the vic says at the wake he's like uh, she's the type of woman you'd love to hang to hang <laughs> Onto, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes a breath. She's like, a woman hang you want to hang onto, yeah, that was great. <laughs> or was he great. also goes, he also goes when Felix answers the phone at the. We should have said the wake as favorite saying. He when Felix answers the phone on the wake, he goes, he goes, Felix, he goes, Felix, uh, I'm. Do you want to? Do you want us to go I, and I'm come back? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was ridiculous. Funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Steph Curry Award. Who's the Steph Curry Award go to? We gotta. We take. We're taking Tatiana off the board. I'm yeah. We have. Oh, okay. Ball. Yeah. Because she's taking, obviously. Yeah. The, we have. She's the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll take her off the board. What you? What you got, Elijah? Uh, I think Jordan Gavares. Okay. Felix. Okay. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's. That's he, what you got, Sean. Well, I, I, since Elijah said that, I'll I'll say the editor. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. yeah, Steph Curry Award goes to the editor. Steph Curry Award goes to what's the name again? Jordan Gavaris. Gavaris. Jordan Gavaris. Whatever. I'm uh, sorry for messing up your name, Felix. And I give I gave it to Felix too. I gave it to Felix okay. too. He killed. Yeah. He killed the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Felix was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. All Actually, right. you know what? Yeah. Not the editor, the piece of vomit that comes off of her lip. <laughs> that is the MVP. Because I just remember watching that and be like, oh, like just like, oh, like. But yeah, I like it. No, but I yeah. like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's funny because we we go through these it, when we go when we do this, Sean, and we um, 
we start going through the little segments we're like we kind of already talked about him. We kind of talk about him just in a conversation. When we start going in, like you start talking about the performances right off the bat, right? Right. Um, okay, I and, I, and I had to stop. I had to stop myself from asking you what your uh, Steph Curry award was because I wanted to wait on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it goes, man. We just kind of just go in, you know? We kind of yeah, go yeah. on the things that we love about the show. We have to give our Juneteenth award to a piece of blackness. Piece of so blackness. What we get, what do we get into? Art, art. Got to be art. Got to give him. You the only black art. person on the show. But no, this is system. The, the mom and the and the child on the train. Uh huh. There's the mom and child oh, on the train, and then there's, there's like one of a sister, I think. In like there's a, a black woman station. at the wake. She's with yes. Rockabilly. Rockabilly Bill. She's with the yes, Rockabilly yes, yes, yes. Girlfriend. Wait, is she the one? Oh, is is she the one that thinks that Vic pushed her? Oh, I I I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember which one she identified is that person oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah we so we're getting into art there's only about three or four black people that yeah like, only one and had because, a line and because we are we're recording this on uh uh latinx uh heritage month let's mm-hmm. also give it to michael mando, michael mando. i was Come close to now. i was close to to giving it to him too because just a piece he, of brownness. I mean, he ain't black, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> a piece of brownness. You know what I'm saying? And I know I really, I really loved his performance too, especially in retrospect. Like, given seeing the range between him and uh, here and and Better Call Saul, I was like, wow, yeah, yeah, this yeah. dude is he's, great. He, he stays, and then also he's in Spider Man, yeah. and he's he's oh, yeah. he's fantastic. He's in, in he's, he's in Far Cry too, right? Yeah, Far yeah. Cry. He's the he's the villain in Far Cry. Yeah, yeah nice. no, he's he's fire. Yeah, nice fire. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I do want to ask this. This is the this is the one. Uh, oh. A, B's, and C stories. This is the one we always kind of get hung up yeah. on. Yeah. This is hard. Get hung up on. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start. I'm gonna go ahead and start okay. and say that okay. I only got two. I only saw two. All right. I saw A and B. My A mm-hmm. was Sarah. You know Sarah's story as she she assumes the assumes the uh or sorry beth sarah sorry sarah mm-hmm. who assumes the identity of beth right? right um so that that's pretty much the story to me that just kind of covers everything that she did then the second mm-hmm. one was felix right felix story because yes. felix mm-hmm. just assisting her through yeah. that process you know covering yeah. up for her so yeah. those are the only two i saw i didn't see a c story what about y'all I would say the same, but in my mind, in hindsight, I feel like for whatever reason, the Sarah, the Sarah storyline of her assuming the identity, but then also like the Mrs. S storyline, I would say that that's C because that's another, as the show goes on, that's another story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? It's, it's separate from just her assuming the identity and wanting to take care of her daughter. There's like, there's more going on with Mrs. S too. Oh yeah, so for sure. So that was a C, but I don't, it, but I don't think it's in the pilot. Right. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot like I I agree that it's that there's only really I feel like there's only those really those two, yeah. but then there's a lot of like you know uh, little sprouts of mm-hmm. other right. stories. So right. like you know we got whatever's the mystery of Beth and whatever that shooting. is. Yeah, the shooting. Right. We got Victor mentioned some deep being deep in with some guy named pouchy or punchy or something like yeah. mm-hmm. so i imagine that will kind of come up you know mm-hmm. um all of a sudden when katya shows up there's a little there's another story that pops off like what's beth and art's relationship there's another story that right. pops up. Mm-hmm. like yeah i think yeah 
I thought there was going to be more of a thread with the therapist as mm. as the series progresses. But I think the therapist only shows up a few times. Mm. That's why yeah. I hate that damn scene. So well, that's it, a, it's that's like, a, but see that that's a good. I think that's a good thing about pilots, though. Though you know, it, if you just watch the pilot, right? If you're only watching the pilot, then you can imagine you're imagining like. 20 different stories that could potentially happen and that's kind of right, like right. that's one of the things we say too in this pod is like when we're writing these pot these these episodes what what are those threads that we're thinking about to insert inside that first episode even if we're not front-loading all these these awesome ideas that we have what are right. these little tiny threads that we're trying to get the audience to be like i wonder you know I love the I love the A and B story. Those are great. Obviously, those are the strongest ones. But what about Felix and Colin? They gonna get together? What about those? Two? You know, like, <laughs> or you know, what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? So there's little tiny things that that could uh you know, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Not the good line, mom. Can I call you Colin? Well, my mother calls me Colin, and then you cut to Felix, and he makes a face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah felix was yes. he, he was the man in that show. nice yeah um, so i think we, i think we got through everything at this yeah point. i think we yeah i said for what kind of cliffhanger did. what kind of cliffhanger it is that's oh. all we haven't talked about yeah yeah the yeah. the cliffhanger ah oh, man this it's so funny it, it did feel like in that last three minutes there was just a giant chunk of like reveals like a bunch of reveals, right. a bunch of like questions just so many things like culminating in that last little scene but the if it, if you're, if you're going to the very last line that that hello when she picks up the phone i'd say it's a burning question burning question yeah and yes. i'd same, say it's a it's also yeah. to me it's a um main character activate because it's like she's finally she's been avoiding that phone for so long right mm -hmm. she didn't want to pick it up she was just like whatever you know but her picking that up is like answering the call like you know we talk about ref refusal of the call a lot yeah, Elijah. yeah, yeah. it's right, like that's right, like right. the final answer to the call so that that's what i said it's literally the answer to the call you know? yeah. Like, yeah 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 i would yeah i would agree i would agree with you and i would say like running running back thinking about what this pilot what this show is about if i'm just watching the pilot i'm thinking that this is hero's journey you know classic joseph campbell kind of like we're gonna follow right. her through this like you know weird world of you know different twins and clones and da 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 but we're gonna follow sarah through this you know yeah, if i'm just watching the pilot and that's crazy right. because it turns into in a way it turns into an ensemble piece like the pilot suggests just a one person thing mm -hmm, uh, right. do you agree that with, with that sean what do you think it really turns it like you, you know what i'm saying the, the pilot the pilot is like it seems like there's a it's a it's a one person show yeah but then as the show progresses it's an ensemble piece but it's still her <laughs> it's like right <laughs> but it, it's you know it's it's crazy yeah it's such but, a weird format yeah. you know but yeah. it is it, it is a burning question at the end and like you said there's a lot of reveals in that car one they're being hunted two katya's got the same phone that you got mm -hmm. you know it's like it's there's a lot happening um, but mm -hmm. that that last line is definitely burning question like who's on the other side of this oh yeah and, and I, I felt like after watching this one I had to add a whole nother cliffhanger to it and that was the shock and awe because I was like that little sh when she gets shot I know that didn't happen at the very end mm -hmm. of the episode but her getting shot like that was just like whoa okay like yeah you know yeah I, honestly yeah, that, that that shocked me because I completely forgot it was coming 
uh, too, because yeah. it's so long. Yeah. Um, the Ned Stark thing, the Ned Stark head, you know, chopping right. his head off. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, which I when that happened, I read that in the book, and when that happened, in the book I fucking threw. I threw. I threw that book. <laughs> you do the three book. three times. I threw that book when Ned gets his head chopped. Spoiler: When Ned gets his head chopped off, I threw the book at the Red Wedding. I read the Red uh, Wedding, and I fucking chucked that book as hard as I could at, at my girlfriend's wall, and she oh, shit. was not happy about that. And <laughs> then I also hardback or, or paperback. It was a hard. It was a fucking. Oh hardback. no, oh, man! No, that was a hardcover. <laughs> And I third Jeez. and I threw the book the third time when uh spoiler when Sean Snow gets stabbed I threw it I was like fuck you you asshole anyway that's a segue <laughs> gonna, see th- we gotta build up this this uh, uh, impending Game of Thrones episode because we talk about Game of Thrones in every episode of this podcast we're gonna do it and our then we very always last say, <laughs> right? we're gonna do it our show. very last episode of this we, of this podcast if we ever end this podcast the very last episode is gonna be a game of thrones pilot I yeah we, we, we talk about it every episode and then we always say but this is not a game of thrones podcast <laughs> <laughs> cut to like four years later <laughs> right right every, every episode we talk about it somehow but uh maybe maybe this maybe this podcast is like orphan black and it's just like we're just gonna keep sprinkling a little game of thrones. <laughs> sprinkling it's, it's really a game of thrones episode is it really a game of thrones podcast it's how game of <laughs> thrones is, is part of every pilot on tv right 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 oh my goodness no nah, uh, all right yeah i think we did get through it now that we got yeah, through, yeah. we got the steph curry award we got right. the we got the coldest line we got the yeah. favorite scenes we got uh yeah I think we got yeah. it all. I think we got it all. Yeah. So, nah. Sean, what do you what are you watching? What am I watching? I am yeah. watching right now. I'm watching um, the morning show. Okay, nice. And the, new season? the cha- yeah, and yeah. the changeling. Oh, cool, okay. cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, and, and talk because I I mentioned the changeling maybe I think two episodes ago, uh-huh. and I and I remember watching the pilot and I was like, ah, it didn't really hook me, but it's hooked you, yeah. Yeah, it, it's hooked me. Um, I have to watch the new one now. Um, but it's it's like it's like Orphan Black, where the show starts and you're like, oh, this is this is something. And then it's mm-hmm. just like there's so much other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is going on? What's going on with the dad? What's going on with the mom? What's going on with these the witches and the fairy tales and the things? It's mm-hmm, just so mm-hmm. much happening on the show that I just I want to see where it goes. Nice. That's so nice. Yeah, I got well, I just spoiled the whole series shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, he just gave yeah, a little. Not hint. really. I don't think yeah, it's spoiled. I think he just gave a little breadcrumbs for us to grab on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, cool. About you, Elijah? Yeah, what, what, you, you, what you watching? Uh, I'm watching. Um, uh, I, I finished Castlevania Nocturne. Nocturne. How was that? Because I saw the the. the I I fire. Okay, I saw I saw a YouTube ad fire. and and I, and it was like a it was like an eight minute YouTube ad and I. Sat there and watched. I was like, "This shit is good." This shit. Did you watch the first one? You watched the first. It was the, the one with the the no. You gotta watch that Castlevania. Low key is some of the best American anime on the fucking planet. Like the wow. first Castlevania, those first two seasons were ridiculous. And once again, like it starts one place and you're expecting it to stay one place, and then yeah. where it ends up, you're just like what the fuck like the action sequences like the way the action is animated is is like on 100 
And then wow. Castlevania, then the the follow up, this follow up is like they took that action shit and just took you know took it another step up, yeah. and then just like added a bunch of like queer folks, added a bunch of brown folks, like wow, everybody is sexy, like it's wow. just it's it's dope, exciting. It's I'm, dope. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, so I'm watching that, and then I'm also I'm just on a I'm on an animation kick. I'm also because I'm I'm working right now, so I literally can only watch wrestling and animation uh i'm also i watched the uh fiona and cake uh venture time on on hbo max yeah that's cool that's you can you can you can tell um i'm i'm having uh seasonal depression because i start watching adventure time (laughs) adventure time man what you watching colin uh i am watching last night i was watching only murders in the building finale didn't get through it but that's because i fell asleep but uh (laughs) only murders in the building is what i was watching on hulu and i i'm getting through foundation i'm actually so i finished foundation season one so now on season two um and i'm i think i'm only two episodes in foundation season two so that's what i'm i hear this i hear the second season is off the chain a word it's 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 good like i got when i got to the end of season one of foundation I was like excited, like legit. I I tweeted to you. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. you got to get some of this good sci-fi crack. Mm-hmm. Come get it, damn man! <laughs> okay, I gotta there. watch this. It, it's a slow burn, but I'm I'm telling yeah. you, it, it really does. It rewards your patience. It's okay. and then at the end, it's just so good, just so good. I was like, it, yeah. it's been a while since I felt like super excited, even to finish a season of, of television. So I, I say, yeah. if you're a sci-fi fan, go go watch that. It's also, dense, though. It's dense sci-fi. Yes, I mean, it's like I like that. Like yeah, world building. you'll like it. You'll uh-huh. like it. Yeah, you'll yeah, like yeah. it. I also something else I'm watching. I, I watched it three weeks ago, and it messed up my sleep cycle because I I binged the whole season in one night. Um, and my sleep cycle is still recovering. Uh, <laughs> interview with the vampire. Oh, oh word! I heard that's so good. It's very good. It, it, oh, it hooked me, and I haven't binged anything since. The last time I binged the show was the 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 show about the people in the plane that were running away oh, from man. daylight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh no, you talking about yeah. not not hijacked? No, 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 no that hooked me. Show, I'm not gonna lie. That hooked me too. But the, the, it's called it's called uh a, 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 a that's the show y'all need to watch. But what no, okay, wait. But um, right. I forget the name. It's called uh day day. I don't know what it is, but but interview with the vampire, brilliant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I gotta I put that on the list because I I have heard that, that I heard that one is really really good. I haven't yeah. seen anything of it. Nice, yeah, nice, nice. Awesome. Okay, awesome. So what's uh Sean? What's what's next for you? Anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Socials. Uh, SAG after Socials. strong. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's Socials. right. Uh, I'm I'm at Sean Boyce Johnson on Instagram and um, at S Boyce Johnson on Twitter. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I am at Julian Elijah Martinez on Instagram and at Julian Elijah at X slash Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, and I am X. at Colin says things at X slash Twitter <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And at Colin, the producer on Instagram. Oh yeah, something, something. Yeah, something, uh, something of mine that I like to promote. Uh, yes. Watch Shark Below Zero on uh, National Geographic. 
Okay, Shark Below Zero. Did you? Was that voice acting? Yeah, I narrated that one. That's fire. Stark below. Shark Below Zero. Yeah, Stark Below Zero. Tony Stark frozen on ice. Another Game of Thrones reference. That's a pilot idea right there. Right. Shark Below Zero. National Geographic. Okay, awesome. short below zero. Okay, yeah, go check that out. Uh, all right, and that's all I have. Thank you all for watching the episode one podcast with Colin and Elijah and our guest Sean Voice Johnson. I'm gonna keep saying your name. Keep keep, keep your name in the pod. Uh, come back next week. It's gonna be a fun ride. I'm excited. Yeah. Peace, peace. All right, all right, y'all. Peace.